Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On today's episode, I'm joined by Brian Kaskavelsian. Brian is the creator and host of the popular podcast, The Wealthy Contractor. Brian's also co-founder of G4 Marketing Group, a strategic marketing firm that works directly with hundreds of multi-million dollar home improvement companies across North America. Listen as we discuss relationship marketing, the customer experience, and of course, the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy contractor. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad you're here. You're in office. I'm actually in the office. (laughs) We're sitting like, I think probably less than six feet apart. Yeah. I don't know if we're in compliance, but... (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Uh, It's it's great because all of these have been virtual over Zoom. Yep. That's how I do almost... I don't think I've ever done one live podcast. I think all of mine have been either through phone or zoom yeah this is great and you're not you're not from this area right so you're from 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 miami yeah not originally but i live in miami now yeah and you're up here visiting around so that's great yep weather's good this time of year it's beautiful here yeah well glad to have you in the office Uh, i always like to start these podcasts off by asking my guests like how'd you get started in this industry why why this so um when i was going to school i went to work for at the time a good friend of mine's parents company construction company then we did high-end kitchens and bathrooms and I was a okay. commissioned salesperson yeah. and that's kind of how I discovered the home improvement industry and then I went out on my own and started a couple companies um, did really good did really bad um, actually ended up losing everything okay. because of some really stupid decisions so I'm like 40 years old uh, we were in California at the time. We moved to Miami. We start this little company, G4 Marketing Group. And within a few years, we're working with like some of the top home improvement companies in the country. And we do relationship marketing. We work with them on uh, basically after the job is done, how do we nurture that customer? How do we take care of that customer so we don't lose them? Right. So we so we maximize the the value of each and every customer. And being behind the scenes like that in dealing with really some of the most successful people in the industry, you start to see patterns and you start to see things that they have in common. And I say it on my podcast all the time, success leaves clues. So we want to look at what those clues are. And so, um, you know, through G4, we started The Wealthy Contractor. We started a podcast. I wrote a book, which I think we're going to talk about, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor, which is kind of the mental framework of what I really discovered through my own experience of losing everything and having to rebuild. And then also uh, from the contractors that I was interacting with every day and then later on, you know, in depth on the podcast. Yeah, I'm always curious, like how... You said it basically got off the ground running really fast. Like, how, how did that happen? How were you able to connect so quickly with, with contractors? Well, because I was one of them. Okay. I was one of them. So 
I was I was always really good at marketing. That was my thing. My thing was I was always the the marketing guy in my companies, and so we started a company that does marketing. We do relationship marketing, a little different than front end lead generation. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, I'm gonna, we we we're kind of the broccoli side of of marketing. Next week, we're going to. Top 500 Live, this will come out after that has happened. So I could talk about my presentation is going to include a section called Crack Cocaine and Broccoli. And crack <laughs> we, might, cocaine, we might have to dive into this. Right. So, <laughs> you know, like leads in the home improvement business is like the crack cocaine of the home improvement industry. It's yeah. like leads, leads. We want leads. And I'm all for leads, mm-hmm. right? The other side of that is once we've got that customer, what are we going to do to maximize the value of that customer? This is where the broccoli comes in. Yeah, It's like, this is what we should be doing, uh, but a lot of people don't. And so we share best practices of how to do that. And then we do that for companies. We do that whole process for them through G4 Marketing. Yeah. What, what does that entail? What are some examples? So... Let's start with, you know, job is done. You get your check, you walk away. Mm-hmm. What most companies do is they walk away. You don't hear from them again. You don't sure. see them again unless and until they need something, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you'll get a phone call six months later. Hey, this is Brian's window company. Um, it's time for you to give us money again. Here's our specials. You know, it's like there's no relationship yeah. built. And it's like, Who? Oh, we did your window six months ago. They don't even remember who you are. And so what we do, we have a uh, what we call our four pillars. So we've got appreciation. We've got feedback. We want to know how we did. We want them posting a review mm-hmm. where it really matters, Google. Yep. Then we want to set up a referral program. Problem with most referral programs in this industry, especially, well, in any industry really, is they don't last very long. So like in this industry, at the end of the job, oh, hey, we have a referral program. Here's a brochure. And they put it in with all the yeah. the contract documents. And it's I say to people all the time, okay, well, what about the week after? What about three months later? What about a year later? What are you doing to ask for referrals then? Because once they put that brochure in that packet, it's like, you know, where does that go? That gets filed either yeah. in the, you know, upright file or the round file. Yeah. That's where that goes. They'll never see it again. So you got to, and then that's, then, then the last piece is staying in touch, nurturing that relationship with friendly communications, um, relationship building material and language, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, we want to be your contractor for life kind yeah. of thing. And I, and I always get like, you know, people like in the roofing, I think 60% of our clients are in the roofing business. We talked to new roofers and they're like, well, but I'm never going to do another roof again, or they're never going to do another roof again. Yeah. But what about referrals? Yeah. Your business lives by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so send a gift, ask for a review, get a Google review. Cause it's like currency. Now introduce them to a referral program and then just stay in touch. Yeah. Stay in touch. Stay in touch. So that's how, that's how we do it. But you're right. I think a lot of people probably don't. They're like, "Well, I've already got that sale. I've already, yeah. I've already collected my last check. I'm done with them. I, I'm just moving on. I'm looking for new leads." Right. And they don't realize they've got this pot of gold sitting there in past customers that they could be, you know, leveraging and, and nurturing. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and with what's going on right now, I mean, let's look at 
what's going on right now. Everybody's flush with leads. Yeah. We've got more leads than we can handle. We've got more sales than we can handle. Right. right. We can't get the work installed, right, for months. And so that opens up a marketing challenge. But what it also does is it makes people complacent, makes people, I hate to say it, makes people lazy. Not mm -hmm. your listeners, but of other people, yeah. right? Yeah. Other yeah. business owners <laughs> makes them lazy. And it's like they take for granted. We've got all this business now. The worst thing is they start to think of themselves as a genius. Oh, I'm a marketing and sales genius. You know, well, you might be. But chances are good, it's the environment that yeah. you're in right now. Yeah, I've sure. never seen 25 years of being in home improvement. No, 30 years of being in a home improvement. Never seen anything like this. But the challenge is, is that everybody you're getting now, you need to make sure that you have them three years from now, five years from now. Because when this thing normalizes, which it's going to, yeah. at some point soon, when this normalizes and leads start to slow down, then people are gonna to start to get desperate. And if you haven't developed that relationship with the customer, now you don't have this built-in base of people that you can go and talk to, yeah. right? And ask now for work. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting time that we're in yeah. right now. Oh, absolutely. Very I, interesting. I, one of the things I talked about, and I, I talked about at IRE, uh, the International Roofing Expo, was about the customer experience. And you know, one of the pieces of customer experience is I had been talking to more and more companies that were sending out gifts yeah. post post uh, com project completion. Probably a lot of our clients. They are. So I asked them, I said, is anybody doing this? Because yeah. it was one of the things that I recommend. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And, and I, I think like it was like two hands out of, I don't know, 40 or 50 people that were in there Nuts. were doing this. Yeah. And the others are like, what? <laughs> and they looked and I asked, you know, what do you send in or, you know, who's helping you do this? And it's G4. It's G4. Yeah. Like, oh, awesome. Well, and <laughs> what's crazy is you're spending your your customer is spending ten, twelve thousand dollars with yeah. you. That's a lot of money to most people. Yeah. Now to the contractor, it's 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 an average just a, it's, it's an just average a ticket job, price. Yeah. right? Yeah. But to your customer, that's a lot of money. And yeah. what's funny with roofing is, you know, they don't like it when I say it, but it's true, is when I talk to them about marketing, it's like nobody wants to buy a roof. Yeah. Who the hell wants to right. buy a roof? Yeah. I'd much rather take that 12 grand and blow it on a vacation to Disneyland sure. than buy a new roof, right? Yeah. And yet people are doing it every day. They have to. Yeah. And they do that. They spend all this money and they go into debt. And you can't send them a little gift to say thank you. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense if you don't want, if you're not in business for the long haul. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, as a customer experience guy, it's all today. It's all about the customer yeah. experience. You don't deliver a customer experience today. It's like this is before your time. You're a, a young, very young careful, man. Careful. <laughs> but back in the day. Um, I, one of my companies, I turned into a franchise company. Yeah. So we would do these uh, annual franchise events and franchisees would come in and we would talk about upset customers yeah. and how, look, we got to limit the number of upset customers you have because they'll go tell, you know, two dozen of their friends about how bad you were. Well, damn, it turns out those were the good old days yeah. because it's today. They'll tell the whole world. Yeah. They're not telling two dozen people. You'll be lucky if only two dozen people ever see that. Sure. With Google reviews now, they're telling the entire world about you. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting how 
customer experience has become so important and yet so few companies are really adopting that as a way of adding value to what they do. Yeah. And I, I love those angry customers, not for their reviews, but they give you, they're ones that are passionate about what you've done, yeah. right? Because there are others who will be like, oh, that's a crappy thing. I'm not buying it again. I'm not doing that. I'm not recommending them. The ones that give you feedback, I think are great. Yeah. I love customers that give me feedback that it, especially ones that it's like negative feedback. Yeah. Because they took the time to give me that feedback and now I get to do something about it. Right. And they're passionate about, about, you know, what your product's selling, what, whatever you're offering. Yeah. And, and imagine uh, our industry, home improvement industry, I think we are like right behind used car salespeople in terms of complaints to the Better sure. Business Bureau, right? And so people are, they've already got a conversation going on in their minds that, oh, you know, this contractor's probably going to suck mm -hmm. just like they all do. And so they're going into the relationship with that. Now, it's our job at the beginning to help overcome that and make sure that through proof, through social proof mm -hmm. that, hey, look, no, we're not like that. But then at the end, like if you did mess up, it's natural, you're going yeah, to. of course. And if you don't do anything to reach out and ask somebody, hey, how did we do? Mm -hmm. um, and they're not invested in giving you an answer, yeah, you miss out on a lot of information. What's funny is if you send somebody a card, thank you card, just a simple little lowly thank you card yeah. or a gift, you know, like we do, causes people to think, well, wait a minute, maybe they're not so bad. Let me give them a chance. Let me now call somebody mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm not thrilled. We have language mm -hmm. in our in all of our thank you cards. But if you are not thrilled for any reason, you call me directly. Yeah. It's usually the owner's number yep. or extension. You call me, I want to know about it. And it gives you the opportunity, like you said, to learn, to learn, to fix, yep. and to turn that two-star Google review now into a glowing five-star review and referrals yeah, and repeat business. 100%. Because they might not have been happy. They might not have left you a five-star review. But that because you reached out and actually solicited their feedback and it was personal and you, you wanted to hear you know, what it was and right. make corrective action if there needed to be, they're going to love that. Right. They're going to love that you did that. And it gives you an opportunity to promote the fact that, hey, you understand that you know, maybe some nails get left behind in the yard. Uh, we understand that that's a concern of yours to their broader audience of customers yeah. or prospects. And they recognize that, hey, this contractor is self-aware that, that they do cause a mess, that there may be nails left over, but at the end of the day, they're going to take care of that customer. They're going to make sure that they double back and get any missed ones and, yeah. you know, really address those concerns. So it gives you and an opportunity. And they care about me. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. in business today, it's weird, especially in the environment that we're in, it's, you don't get the sense from businesses that they really care about you. Yeah. Everybody's so busy. Everybody's got some issue they're dealing with. Yeah. We don't have enough people. We don't have product. Or we have this problem. Or we have that problem. Or we're not making enough money. Our cash flow sucks. Whatever. Right? And it's like, at the end of the day, we have to remember that we're in business to serve. Yeah. We are there for the customer. And when we lose sight of the customer, then you lose sight of your business. Yep. And yeah, you can go and solve all of your problems and this and that, but to really have a business that's gonna last for the long haul, that's gonna be worth something to you, to your family, to your team, to your community, you gotta take care of that customer.
Yeah. What are some, uh, just out of curiosity, like what are some good gifts that, that you guys are given? Well, we send cookies. Okay. Um, I like cookies. We've always done cookies. Everybody likes are these cookies. Like, these aren't homemade cookies, are they? They're like from somewhere? They are. Are they a unique they, special they are cookie? not. They're these little crispy chocolate chip cookies that okay. are all natural. Okay. And they're delicious. Really? Um, like the size of a quarter? I mean, are they, yeah, they're like quarter okay. size. And okay. I'm not a crunchy cookie fan yeah, yeah. at all. Right. But these cookies, they're addicting because no they're actually like made out of butter and sugar. Yeah. But I like cookies. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? You send somebody <laughs> a jar of cookies. Who doesn't like cookies? Right. My wife says, my wife and my business partner, yeah. Addie, says, she said it yesterday. We went to some store over here that yeah. sells these gigantic chocolate chip yeah. cookies. She said, I've never met a cookie I didn't like. Yeah. And like most people are like that. Yeah. So we send that. You know, some people do like flowers and plants. I don't like to send stuff that's going to die. Sure. Um, some people send tchotchkes, <laughs> yeah. like company uh, mugs and sure. hats and uh, what else have I seen? Like all kinds of stupid crap. Um, I don't know. That stuff's okay too. Yeah. Um, you That's, know, something useful. Yeah. I've seen tumblers. a cutting board. I, I knew somebody had sent a cutting board like with, I, I, After I think a it was. kitchen remodel. I think it was with the homeowner's name on there. Yeah. And it was I've like it was like a talking piece. Yeah. You know, you have people over. It's like, oh, that's a nice cutting board. Oh, yes, X Y Z contractor sent it to me after they did my roof. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, it sparks a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Listen, in, uh, anything right yeah, now, right, almost anything is better than nothing. Yeah, like you said, even I would a stay away from note. alcohol. We don't do <laughs> alcohol unless if you're like a general contractor and mm -hmm. you do eight projects a year. Sure. And you deal with eight customers a year. That gift better be super specialized yeah. super personalized and spend some money yeah right do something if you know they like wine find out what they like where they like it from and maybe put a basket or something together yeah but for um yeah but for most people i would say stay away from alcohol yeah my cookies are good cookies are great <laughs> yeah we've been doing Love it for those. 12 years with cookies wow yeah really that's great yeah the first uh, i don't know if you want to know this or not but the first company that we used for cookies, their cookies were delicious. Amazing. All, all made in a little bakery. But we would get complaints about the cookies. So either they would not travel right, but mm -hmm. my theory was the cookies were a little too fancy. Okay. And so we we switched. We switched from those you know, really and delicious, these are more expensive fancy cookies. cookies. <laughs> and yeah, they were more expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we switched to these little chocolate chip cookies that are just amazing. And everybody loves them. Everybody loves them. We've never had one complaint yeah. about the quality of the cookie. In fact, we have people that want to know, well, where do I buy more? Yeah, that's amazing. Interesting. Um, so I wanted to switch gears here and talk yeah. about the wealthy contractor. Yeah. It's like you're on you're on this podcast, and I'm appreciative. But you've got a podcast right next to the Joe Rogan, right? Like it's right up there. Oh yeah, right Number up two. there, right next <laughs> to yeah. It's me. But and no, Joe. it's a it's a really good podcast. I've heard I've talked Thank to you. a lot of contractors that are you know like swear by it. They love it. Thank and they you. listen to every episode. Yeah. Well, I I have I am forever been a student of success. Yeah, I want to know ever since I got so I'll never forget it. Jim Gallahue, God rest his soul, gave me a copy of Think and Grow Rich when I was yeah, sure. 17 years old. Yeah. From there, I um, found Earl Nightingale. And then from there, it just went on. I found Jim Rohn. Then I found uh, my mentor for 26 years, Dan Kennedy. Okay. But I've always, always been a student of success. And I, look, I worked my ass off for 20 years 
and ended up broke at the end of it because I made some really stupid decisions as yeah. a business owner. I should have known better. But I would, you know, I didn't. I went, I swung for the fences. And I don't want anybody to make those same stupid mistakes that I made. So I figure if I can get some of these really smart people, because people don't want to hear about me. Sure. You know, it's not about me. I'm not the wealthy con. People ask me that all the time. Well, are you the wealthy con? No, it's not about me. It's about you. You're the wealthy con. I want you to be the wealthy contractor. And wealth is more than just money. Yeah. You know, money is part of it, but it's also time. Like being able to spend your time the way that you want to spend your time. And so, you know, look, the guy that's a couple offices down from you, mm-hmm. right, has a big home improvement company. Yep. But his office is here, yep. right? He's It's running. Yep. It's working without him. And so he started another business. For some people, it's having a house on the lake yep. that they can go and visit three or four days a week. I mean, everybody's got something a little bit different that means wealthy yeah. for them. And so I wanted to figure out what made people in this industry successful and be able to share it with others out there. So again, so they don't make the same stupid, don't wind up broke living in your father-in-law's house as a 40 year old man in, you know, a little bedroom and sharing a bathroom (laughs) with your children. Yeah. That kind of sucked. Yeah. You know, the mistakes are one thing. I think we all make them. I think it's learning from them. Right. And now you're taking that experience to share with others and to help others. Yeah. Uh, Well, and also, I I don't want this to sound bad, but I kind of figured it out. mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of figured it out what makes it work, at least for me. Yeah. And so coming from that place, okay, this is the work that I did on myself. Here are some things that I did. Here are some things that other people do. Here's a toolbox of stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do what I did, you know, but here's some ideas for you to get started with at least. Yeah. And, and how many episodes now do you? We're coming up on 150, I think is, is like total number, something like that. Yeah. 150 or 160. It's a lot of, it's a lot of wisdom. It's a lot. And I've yeah. had some really great people yeah. on. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is I want to know about their beginnings. I mm-hmm. want to know about, yeah, I don't want to know now that they have a, you know, live in a 10,000 square sure. foot house and have a Ferrari and, you know, some of them have their own planes. I don't yeah. want to know about that. Yeah. I want to know about, let's go way, way back to when you started. Yeah. You know, I, well, how did you think about your business? What were the things you were working on? What were the systems that you had to put into place in order to grow your company? That's what I want to know. I don't yeah. care so much about where you are today. I'm not that impressed. Yeah. What came first, the book or the or the podcast? podcast. The podcast, podcast came first, yeah. And then, based on the experiences and what you what you heard, then came the book, yeah. And so, tell us about the book. So, the seven secrets to becoming a wealthy contractor. So, it's about you know how do you make more money? How do you get more free time? Um, how do you? It's almost an overused term, but it's how do you live your version of your best life? <laughs> and so, I believe. It's 90% mindset, it's 10% skill set. Something like that. Yeah. 80 to 90% mindset, 10 to 20% skill set. Skill set, skill can be bought. Mindset is that's on you. And one of the things that I know is that the thoughts we think and the beliefs that we hold true are gonna cause us to do the things that we do. 
And so this book is, for lack of a better way of saying it, a mental framework. Here's kind of a mental framework of how to think about and how to look at and how to organize this thing that we call our business, this mm -hmm. thing that we call uh, making um, a life, right? I know that sounds a little bit like big. It's a small book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really kind of what it's about because I really believe if you can get if you get the mental part of it right, if you get the mindset part of it right, all the rest of the stuff is actually, it's it's simple. It's not easy to execute, especially a home improvement business. Yeah. There's so many moving parts. But if you get the mental framework right, it makes it that much easier to be able yeah. to put the parts and pieces together to create a business that works for you, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. Do you ever self-reflect and like when you were writing this book and say, these are the seven things like, did you say I went through back every in, single? Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, again, it's not about me, right? But my experience is not a unique experience. Sure. Right. And so what are the things I had to go through? What are the things that I understood? Mm -hmm. And then was it unique to me or was it also present with all of these other people? Yeah. You know, that I, I mean, I, I could tell you at, at least minimum two dozen people that I know personally in this industry that are from scratch multimillionaires from this business, from scratch. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. And if you, if we look at what are the things that they did, these are the things that these are the seven things. I mean, there's more, but sure. these are the same basic things that they did. Yeah. And you want to tell us what they are? Those sure. Seven so the first one, and they go in order. I, 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 I mean, and they build upon each other. They build upon okay. each other. Yeah. So the first one is just knowing what you want. Mm -hmm. The second thing is taking responsibility for everything that happens to you. Right. Self-responsibility. So, yeah. yeah. Um, third is commitment. How committed are you to making it happen? Fourth, understanding the business that you are really in. Um, fifth is taking control of your time. Six is taking control of your mind. And then seven is taking action. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a sandwich, you know, it's like, here's what I want. And then if I'm going to go and get what I want, I got to take ma I call it massive unrelenting action. And then the steps in between are the things that are there in order to get you to that point. Yeah. To be able to take that action. When you say understanding the business that you're in, I Step number four. Yeah. Like, does that mean saying like, uh, somebody thinking I'm a roofer yeah. as, as opposed to them thinking like I'm a business owner. Is it, is that it that mentality? Sell roofing. Yes. Yeah. Is it that mentality? That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, I spoke with, uh, uh, Kyle Hoffman and he mentioned like, that was sort of his like light bulb moment where yeah. he realized like, like I am a business owner who does roofing. Like you'd mentioned. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people get hung up on doing what I call the thing. Mm -hmm. I, the thing has to, I, I got to do the thing better than anybody else. Nobody can do it as good as me. I can't find people that are going to do it. And they think that it's about the thing and it's not, it's about the customer. We're in, we're in, we're in business to create customers, keep customers and multiply customers. That's the business. It doesn't matter what you sell. This yeah. is my opinion. Yeah. Okay. 
and if you look at, and again, I'm doing this presentation next week and some of this is gonna be in there, but if you look at, even if you look at the top 25 people on the qualified remodel or top 500 list, mm -hmm. you go through that list, many of which I know and I've worked with um, that are, and are my clients, they are masterful marketers. Yeah. Masterful, they have, they have and, and they have set up incredible sales organizations. Mm -hmm. One sells windows, one sells roofing, one sells windows and roofing, one sells siding, one sells windows, roofing. and But what they all have in common is they understand we're really a sales and marketing organization. Yeah. And it's all our business is about customers. Yeah. Uh, when you when I go back to like, so step one, clarity. I mean, it seems like the most basic thing, but what is that? What It's the hardest thing. Yeah, because that that's your, that's the foundation, right? Like you, you, you need to have that in order yeah. to to see these others through. So I talk to people all the time about, about their business and I'll ask them pointedly. Okay. How much, how much did you do last year? Let's say a lot of these conversations are going to be coming up now. We're mm -hmm. coming up at the yeah. end of the year. We're going to have a 2021 discussion. Okay. Well, what'd you do in 2021? I did 3 million. Great. How much did you make on the three million? Well, blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know, anytime you know, mm -hmm. anytime a, a a question that is asked, the answer starts with "well." You know, it's going to be filled <laughs> with excuses and all the reasons mm -hmm. why you didn't do well. Okay, so you didn't really make any money. Okay, what about next year? What do you want to do next year? Well, next year I want to do five million. It's like okay, and how much money do you want to make? And they get stuck. And to me, it's always been, because that was me too. That's why I went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. It was all about volume. Mm -hmm. If I just sell enough, I'm gonna make money. No, in most cases, unless you have a profit model that works, you selling more is only gonna get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so I say to them, I say, okay, well, how much money do you want to make? How much money do you need to make? I have this exercise called the four numbers, the four numbers exercise. And I use this framework and I say, okay, well, tell me how much money you need to make. Tell me how much you need to live your life the way you want to live it. Let's think about the house you want to live in, not the house you live in today, unless it's the house you want to live in. And how much is that going to cost you? Let's talk about the cars you want to drive. Let's talk about the trips you want to take. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the schools you want your, everything. What is your lifestyle? What will that be? Say it's $150,000, just making up a number. Then we say, okay, well, how much do you want to put away for future wealth? You know, I'm 53. My number better be big yeah. because I can't work like I did 20 years ago, right? So call that another hundred. Okay. Now we've got 250. Well, what about giving? Do you want to give? Okay. So call it $25,000. I'm making the math hard for myself. Yeah, Where right. are we at? We're at 150. <laughs> 275, I think. Okay, great. You keep track of the numbers. Great. And then now we got to say, okay, well, how much do we need for taxes and how much do we need for liabilities? So mm -hmm. let's say we have some debt we want to pay off. Yeah. Right. So, um, so let's call that another 75,000. Where's that get so us? 350. 350. Okay. Yeah. It's a great number, by the yep. way. 
the more majority of people I talk to with this conversation fall somewhere between three and five hundred thousand sure. dollars. And yet they think that they need a ten million dollar business in order to do that. And I tell them all the time, no. You want you want to make three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's your your number, at least right now, today. Sure. Number's gonna change five years from now, three mm -hmm. years from now. But right now that's your goal. Why do you want to do $5 million when you haven't even figured out how to make money at three? Yeah. Let's figure out because if you do three right, you should make $450,000. Now, this is where number six comes in, which is your mind. Well, if you've only, if the most money you've ever made before is call it 200000 and now all of a sudden you have a goal for four fifty, well, guess what? Your insides your head is going to fight you every step of the way because it's not used to that number yeah, right it doesn't know that other number it's not comfortable with that other number and so you have to do some work to make sure that your mind will accept that number because your mind doesn't accept that number you could talk that number all day long this is what people do right oh, i want to i want to do five million dollars because i'll make a whole bunch of money mm -hmm. well that's very logical. The other part that says, well, I'm gonna do 5 million at a 15% net, so I'm gonna make 750,000. This is after my salary and, you know, yep. uh, in the business. I'm gonna make $750,000 next year. Now I gotta go to work on myself to convince myself, to convince my subconscious mind that I'm worthy of it, that yep. I deserve it. Right, because if I can't do that and wrap my head around it, how am I going to spend that much money when it does come? Yep. If you don't get that, forget the rest of it. That's where it becomes emotional, and this is the part. This is the big disconnect with people because sales is very logical. Yeah, I'm set a goal for five million dollars, and uh, okay, we have to sell five hundred jobs, and we'll do five million dollars. But now the other side of it is very emotional putting 750,000 to the bottom line, you know, now that that's going to take some, that's it gets real, work, right? That yeah. it gets real. Yeah. That's where the work is. I say it all the time. Yeah. That's where the real work is. Yeah. No, it's great. Great advice. And the last, the last one, there's massive action. You so got to take action. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've done all the other stuff, so if you, and I know we skipped a bunch goal, kind of between well, <laughs> let's run through it. Yeah. So I've laid out a goal of $350,000. Yeah. Okay. Secret number two is taking responsibility. So if right now I have crappy salespeople that are holding me hostage, if I don't do hardly any, you know, marketing, yeah. if my profit model is broken, right? I'm making less than a 10% yeah. net, which should be an absolute minimum number. If I go, if I don't take responsibility for that and say, okay, that's on me. I created it. It's on me to now fix it, you're screwed. The minute you make an excuse, the minute you place blame on something or someone that's out of your control, you're screwed, okay? Yeah. So let's say now we say, okay, I'm gonna look in the mirror and I'm gonna take responsibility for every action I take, every thought I think, and every belief I hold true, great. The next thing now we have to do is say, how committed are you? How committed are you to really doing what it takes? If you've only ever made 200 in your life and your new goal is 350, are you committed to doing what it's gonna to take to make that happen? Right. Okay. Then it's understanding the business, okay? So if we look at the business, it's a sales and marketing company. 
right? So we have to set up a good sales team. Then we have to make sure that that sales team has the right number of leads, yeah. right? And then we have to think about the next step, number five now is, what am I doing as the owner with my time? Am I out running leads? Am I on a roof or am I out installing windows? Am I being the job foreman? Or am I figuring out how to put a sales force together? Mm -hmm. Am I figuring out how I'm gonna make leads for those salespeople every day? Am I figuring out how I'm gonna put an install team together that's gonna make sure that that work gets installed? Yeah, this right? is working on your business, not in exactly. your business. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. because most people in business are working on 15 and $20 an hour activities. Yeah. Well, today would be more like 20 and $30 dollar <laughs> an hour activities. But as an owner of a company, look, if you want to make $350,000 a year, again, just using that number, that's a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. And if there's eight working hours in a day, that's $120 an hour every single day of your life. Now, if we take out weekends and all, I mean, you, you get where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, you should only be doing stuff that's a $500 or $1,000 an hour activity, something that gives you leverage. Yeah. You know, putting a selling system in place gives you leverage because mm -hmm. now I have one salesperson. Now I can add another one because I have a system. I can yeah. add another one, right? Then the next piece, now this is where the real work is. This is in the mindset. Yeah. You just got to sit and you have to like, there are some exercises you can do that I share with people that you can do, but you got to convince yourself that this year I'm going to make that kind of money. Yeah. And then you got to take action. You got to go for it. Yeah. And, and what's funny is all you have to know is the first step. All you have to know is I just need to do this first. And everybody knows that. I just need to do this first. You do that with faith and with belief, right? That we got way back when, yep. you know, back when we were at commitment, yep. right? So if we do that, the next step is going to show itself. And then you take that next step and that's how you go. But yeah. you got to be willing to do the work. Yeah, it's great. Where uh, where can people go to get the get the book? Thewealthycontractor.com. Thewealthycontractor.com. Wealthycontractor, thewealthycontractor.com go and get a copy. I will buy the book. You just pay shipping and handling. Sounds like a great deal. I try and make it a good deal. <laughs> as good a deal as I can. Uh, when you're not working and you're not helping businesses, what do you like aye, to do? Aye, aye. <laughs> My wife says I need to get a hobby. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> um, I actually, so I just, um, I just ordered online. So I was looking for, um, uh, don't ask me why, but Back to the Future DeLorean model. Okay. Just, I don't know. I just wanted to buy something. Okay. So I see you have a, you know, you have a model plane, plane back yeah. there. <laughs> Super cool. So I thought, yeah. oh, let me get a model. I think I thought it would be really cool. Yeah. That took me down this whole rabbit hole of there's these model cars that you can buy. You go on a subscription. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No. I've never heard of this no. before. So it's this big elaborate model. And they send you the pieces on a subscription three weeks apart. So you get this, this piece of the model. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks later, you get the next piece of the model. And then three weeks later, you get the next piece. And I think this goes on for like, I don't know, like yeah. a year or two. And so that's a hell, I don't know. That's a hell so, of a business model. Right so there. it's an interesting <laughs> business model. Yeah. So anyway, so I ordered an uh, um, uh, Eleanor yeah. model. Yeah. 
And so um, we'll see. It might be waiting for me when I get home. So I don't know. Maybe. Wait, the piece by piece? Oh, or and the then, f- oh, and then, of course, of course, she got mad at me, <laughs> right? Well, where are you going to put that? Yeah. Where are you going to do that? I'm like, you told me to get a hobby. Yeah. You told me to do something. Yeah. So anyway. I love that you was, look over your shoulder. Yeah. I, I want to see if she was coming. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we're getting near the end of this. I know you've got uh, Accelerate Live coming up in yeah. February. So... If you like what you've heard (laughs) and you're an owner of a home improvement company, um, come to Accelerate Live. We have, I I think it's, if I do say so myself, one of the best um, industry events, but it's really designed for owners of home improvement companies. We talk about marketing, we talk about sales, we talk about people. Um, I have a, a, the, through the wealthy contractor, there's a bunch of other stuff, but there's a framework, the wealthy contractor, success, wealth, and freedom framework. Um, we talk a lot about that. It's based on three things, people, process, and profit. Mm. So this year, especially in 22, um, we're really going to hit on people and process and profit hard. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of speakers that are coming that are going to be speaking on on these topics. We're going to have a couple of panels. It's two days. We feed you breakfast. We feed you lunch. We, we put on... Uh, uh, what I'd like to think of as a first class event. It's at the beach in Fort Lauderdale, February Ooh. 15th and 16th. So when the weather is yucky up here mm-hmm. in Maryland, um, Midwest and, and Northeast, we invite everybody to come and join us in South Florida. Sounds great. In the middle of February. Yeah. And um, we'll have 200 and I don't know, 200 and something. Last year we had 270 between virtual and um, thing half the tickets are gone already we've got over a hundred and something seats have already been been taken Um, but we're excited it's our big annual event we get to see our friends and clients we're also doing something else this year that we've not done before so I always have um, so we've been doing this event since uh, 18 Mm -hmm. like really doing it Mm -hmm. we had a test run in 17 but really doing it since 18 and I've always had a bonus day, which was the customer experience workshop. And so this year, just based on interest in other topics besides just my topic, I've asked my buddy John Angelis to do um, what we're calling Accelerate Your Sales okay. as a bonus day. So we still have the Accelerate Your Customer Experience. So we do a full day deep dive into customer experience. We actually design a new customer experience in that one day workshop with John, we're doing accelerate your sales. And then with my good friend and very first G4 client and still a client to this day, one of the smartest, nicest people in the home improvement uh, business, Charlie Gundell. I mean, when I say this guy, I mean, this guy is one of the smartest guys in this business that you'll ever meet and one of the nicest, but he's doing accelerate your growth. Okay. So we're going to have three options for a bonus day. So it's going to be a, a pretty pretty cool event. That's awesome. I love it. One of my favorite hotels, the W, they're in Fort It's not Lauderdale. the W. No, but that's it's one of my favorite. That's oh, one of my favorite hotels. Right. The W, is, <laughs> the w actually isn't big enough. Really? Yeah. Okay. We looked at it yeah. and it's not available. Yeah. Um, but we're doing it at the Westin. Okay. And the Westin has got a little bridge to go yeah. to the beach. Right. It's got a great pool. It's a great hotel. That's awesome. There's going to be another event there. So if people are interested in going. Um, they better, they got to get their tickets. Awesome. And, where and can they, you where guys, can they you guys are sponsored. So Leap Absolutely. has been an amazing partner for us. You guys have been awesome. 
um, you guys are sponsors and I think you guys have like a special discount code. So you'll have to put it in the show notes or something because I don't know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I we'll, can guess, but we'll get I'm it not out. sure. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll but get, if you we'll get, get it out there, there um, there's a special discount code. And we're on early bird pricing still because it's three months out. Yeah. November, December, Jan. Oh, no. Four. Four months out. So we got a little bit of time. But, We've got a little not too bit much of time, time. but yeah. but we got to get the room block, uh, make sure that people get in with this room block because there's another event going. Anyway, it's a whole big thing. But that sounds great. Hopefully, uh, we'll see a lot of your clients there, and and um, I know you guys will be there. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, awesome. I know we're we're running long on here, but that's all right. Uh, this has been really great information. Uh, I think people are going to take a lot away from this. I hope so. If there's any any last a bit of advice that you want to give people that maybe have that aha moment that like we, this is something that I need to really commit myself to, uh, you know, what is, is the first step for them yeah. to, to go get the book? Is it no, to just, it's, just well, to commit? They, look, they could go get the book, but mm -hmm. really as we are, this is going to be released before 2022. And I know that most people are putting their plans and goals and whatever's together. Yep. Yep. I would say, don't start with sales. We do a whole thing in the book about reverse engineering. Start with how much money do I really want to make? It doesn't have to happen right away. It could be a two or three year target, mm -hmm. right? But then design your business backwards from that. So if you want to make $350,000, I have a couple worksheets that are part of the book, one of the resources that you can go and download, but you could just do this on your own. You take that number, uh, multiply it by your profit, profit number, um, figure out how many salespeople you need. I mean, we do all of this in the worksheet, yeah. but figure out how many salespeople you need, figure out how many leads you need, and boom, break the business down, make it, simplify it, because everything comes down to one lead. At yeah. the end of the day, this business is all broken down to one single lead. Well, figure out how many of those leads you need in order to make the rest of it work, to make the money you need to make. Forget about volume. Yeah. You know, volume is for vanity. Yeah. You know, profit is sanity. So figure that out. Yeah. That would be my best piece of advice. Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate it. Good to have somebody in the office. Me. Yeah. This is great. So I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leapdigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.